I want you to open your Bibles to Mark the 12th chapter. Mark the 12th chapter. I'm going to be preaching on a subject that I believe is of great importance for us today. And I hope that you're going to get the true meaning of this message. Please don't miss the point of the sermon today. If you miss it, I will help you to discover it later on in just a few moments, okay? But Mark, the 12th chapter, we're going to be looking at a fascinating story in Scripture. Can you imagine if Jesus Christ walked through the aisles of our church when we were taking the offering and he looked to see what everybody was putting in? Oh, my goodness. I thought about doing that this morning and walking down the aisles. But I say, well, you know, maybe I, I wasn't quite that bold today. I didn't really want to do that. But you know, there's a story in the Bible where Jesus does exactly that. He watches what people are giving. And from what he sees, he teaches some very important lessons about sacrificial giving. Have you ever noticed in Scripture how often the statements of Jesus Christ are a paradox? Have you ever noticed that? For instance, have you ever noticed that he said in his kingdom, the first will be last and the last will be first? Isn't that so contrary to what the world teaches? Isn't that true? Well, I want you to hear one of those statements this morning. Here it is. It's found in Acts, the 20th chapter, verse 35. It is more blessed to give than to receive. I didn't say it was more blessed to receive than to give. Let me say it again. It is more blessed to give than to receive. How many of you truly believe that? Let me ask you this. Does your life exemplify that? You see, I'm convinced that God desires of His people to have a generous heart. After all, isn't God generous to us? I mean, think about it for a moment. Let's be real. Can we ever measure the value of salvation? Is that even possible? Jesus Christ makes this eye-opening statement. It's a beatitude. It only appears one time in Scripture. And it's not even in Matthew, the fifth chapter, where we find all of the other beatitudes. And he says, this is the attitude that should be in you if you're a part of the kingdom of God. This is what ought to characterize your life, is what Jesus Christ is saying. If you are kingdom citizen today, this is what ought to exemplify your life. You are blessed, you believe with all of your heart, it is more blessed to give than it is to receive. Aren't those the words of Jesus Christ? Isn't that true? Shouldn't we truly be a generous people? I'm convinced if there's anything, anything that ought to characterize God's people, it is generosity. Think about it for a moment. We have been given 
so much. And when we have been given so much and we've experienced that in our heart and our lives, that should well up in our soul an overwhelming desire to want to give to people. Now, when Jesus makes that statement in Acts, the 20th chapter and the 35th verse, the first thing that comes to my mind is he's speaking about money. He's referring to a monetary gift, and surely that is the context in which those words were spoken, according to what Luke records for us. But I would tell you this, I believe there is a principle in that beatitude that goes beyond just giving monetarily. Would you agree with me on that this morning? Does God just simply want us to give money to Him? Is that all that He really desires of our life? As followers of Jesus Christ, doesn't He desire so much more of our life besides just writing out a check and putting a number figure on it? Doesn't He want something more than that? This morning I want to speak to you in the next few moments we have about sacrificial giving. Now, last Sunday, I went off script. You know that. And I didn't preach the message that I intended to preach. And that's okay. God led me to do something different. Last Sunday, I was going to preach about worship. You got a short version of that last Sunday morning. But this is the takeaway I want you to get from what I've said about worship. Corporate worship should be the priority of every believer's life. If you don't value corporate worship in your life, there is a major spiritual problem in your life. I will tell you that today. That is the truth of the matter. When you look at the pattern of the early church, they valued corporate worship. Acts, the second chapter, Luke made this statement. Daily we met in the temple courts for the purpose of praising God. They met daily to worship. Now, I'm not saying we have to meet daily to worship, but I want to tell you something. In the society in which we live in today, we have devalued corporate worship. I believe that. To the point where if anything else arises in our life, it becomes the priority over being with God's people. And I'm going to tell you, there's something wrong with that, folks. I don't know any other way to say it. We should value corporate worship. Now, don't misunderstand me. I'm not saying we need to be legalistic. I don't know what's going on in every person's life. I don't know everyone's work schedule. Let me just say this. God knows it. And He knows whether or not you value corporate worship, whether it's a priority in your life. That's where I will leave it at. But as God's people, corporate worship ought to mark our lives. Now, let me say something else about worship before we move on. I hope you realize this. Worship is not about you and me. It is not about the person that sits in the pew. It is not about the person that stands on the platform. It is all about the Lamb of God, Jesus Christ, who was slain before the foundations of the world. That is what worship is about. Attributing worth and value to Him. That is what it's about. And that should be what the focus of our worship is. Amen? Isn't that true? Yes. 
So this morning, I want us to talk now about getting connected through giving. And I want us to look at sacrificial giving. If you have your Bibles there in Mark, the 12th chapter, I want to give you a little bit of context about this passage of Scripture. Many of you are probably familiar with this story. It's a story about a poor widow woman who makes an offering in the temple. Jesus Christ and his apostles go to the temple one day and Jesus Christ positions himself in a place where he can watch what everyone is giving at the temple. Uh, Yeah, that's amazing in and of itself, isn't it? And so he's watching very carefully about what's being given. In the court of women in the temple, not the innermost part of the temple, but just the outer court was called the court of women. And around the walls of the court were copper chests. And people would walk by and they would put their offering in that copper chest as they were going in to offer sacrifices to the Lord or as they were worshiping the Lord, whatever it was they were doing that day. Now, Jesus Christ tells us in Matthew, the sixth chapter, that the rich, especially the Sadducees and the Pharisees, loved to make a big show of that. They would go and they would get big bags of coins. There was no paper currency at that time. There was only coins at that time. They would get big bags of coins and they would throw them in the copper points, uh, pots and people would hear it. And when people heard it, they would say, oh wow, look at what he gave to the Lord. Oh, how spiritual must that person be? You know what Jesus said? You've received all of the praise that you're going to get. You've received the praise of men. That is your praise. Now, I'm going to tell you, if you give for a show, you need to to watch out. If that's the reason you're giving. That's what Jesus Christ was saying. I hope that would never, ever be a part of their life. At the same time, I'm not ashamed about what I give to the Lord. I'm honest about that. I want to honor and glorify the Lord in all that I give unto Him. So that is the context, and when Jesus Christ sees this woman at the temple offer these two copper coins that equal a penny, Jesus said to his apostles, hey boys, come here. Hey, come here, I want to show you something. You see that woman over there? Yeah, that one right there, that poor widow lady. She put in two copper coins, and I will tell you, she has given more than all the rest. Now, I grew up in Burkeville, Texas. The math doesn't seem to add up. Do you see what I'm saying? And I wonder what the apostles must have been thinking that day when Jesus made that statement. I wonder if they were thinking to themselves, didn't Jesus just see what we saw? I mean, didn't didn't he see some of the Pharisees and the Sadducees and all the money they put into the copper boxes that were lined on the walls? And now he has said this woman has given more than all of them. Jesus goes on to clarify it. You know what he says? He says, they gave out of their abundance. She gave out of her poverty. Man, isn't that a powerful statement? I am blown away by the words of Jesus Christ. I want you to hear what he says in this story. And he sat down opposite the treasury, verse 41, and he watched the people putting money into the offering box. 
Can you imagine if God was watching? Can I remind you God is watching? You know that, right? Every Sunday God watches. Every day of our life He watches. Now, I don't know about you when I hear that. That's scary. Isn't it? Because God knows everything I do and everything I don't do. The amazing thing about Jesus Christ is He never misses anything. No matter how large or how small, how significant or how seemingly insignificant, God, Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, never misses anything. He knows what we do, and He knows what we don't do, and He knows why we do what we do and don't do. Let's go back here and listen. And watch the people putting money into the offering box. Many people put in large sum, and a poor widow came and put in two copper coins which make a penny. Now let me say something right here. Mark clearly tells us who this woman was. She was a poor widow. In the first century, a poor widow was a person who lived in abject poverty. That's what the word poor here means. She was destitute. She had no resources from which to pull. She had nothing. She was completely dependent upon someone else for everything. That's what it means when he said she was a poor widow. Now go back here and listen to what it says. And the poor widow came and put in two small uh, copper coins, which make a penny. And he called his disciples to him, and he said to them, Truly I say to you, this poor widow has put, more, has put in more than all those who are contributing to the offering box. For they all contributed out of their abundance. But she, out of her poverty, has put in everything she had, all she had to live on. I am amazed at this woman. I mean, she's already living in poverty. She has nothing. She's totally and completely dependent on someone else to meet all of her needs. And what she does have left, there's such a deep love in her heart for God, she gives Him what she has left. What a beautiful picture of sacrificial giving. That's, that's what this story is all about. You know that, right? Sacrificial giving is not giving out of our abundance. Sacrificial giving is giving out of our need. Let me ask you a question this morning, church. When is the last time you gave out of your need? Not your abundance. You see, so often we give out of our abundance, don't we? This is what we tell God. God, if there's enough time this week, we'll serve you. We'll get a little bit of time to you. You know what, God, if I'm not too busy on Sunday morning, I'll come down and give you a little praise and worship. God, if I'm not too busy and I've got enough money left at the end of the month, I'll put $5 in the offering plate when it comes by. God, you know what? I'll even give you some of my resources today if there are enough left over at the end of the month. Isn't that generally how we give to the Lord? I mean, let's be honest. Isn't it? I read a story this week about a man that I believe best illustrates this point that Jesus Christ is making. 
He was in church on a Wednesday night and he stood up to share a testimony and he began to share about his life story. He shared how he was destitute, living in abject poverty. He was divorced. He was homeless. He had no place to go. He was at his end of the, I mean, he was at the end of his rope. He entered into a church one night. The doors were open. He went and he knelt down at the altar of the church. And as he knelt down at the altar of the church, he said, Lord, I give you everything I've got. He said, I literally had one dollar left. I took it out of my pocket. I laid it on the altar. I walked out the doors of the church. He said, as I walked out the doors of the church, I met a friend that I had not seen in years. He said, at that moment in time when my friend saw me, he walked up to me and he offered me a job. I took that job and as a result of that job today, I am a millionaire. And he sat down. About that time, a little old lady in the church stood up and this is what she said, I dare you to do it again. You get the point, right? I dare you to do it again. Is what she said. Sacrificial giving is not giving out of our abundance. It's giving out of our need. Now, I believe this story is in the Bible for a very good reason. I believe the reason it's included in there by our Father is as an example of how we should give unto God. Would you agree with me on that this morning? Surely God makes no mistakes, right? He wouldn't make a mistake and include in this sto- a story in the Bible and then later on say, well, well I really wish I wouldn't have done that. Wouldn't you say that's true? So the question I have this morning is this. What is the application for our life as Christ followers from this story? I want to give you three applications this morning for our life quickly. I'm just going to read them. Number one, if you want to write it down, sacrificial giving is born out of my love for the Lord. Even though it is not said in this story, it is surely implied this woman gave because she had a great love for the Lord God. Now listen, listen to me carefully. You can give without loving, but you cannot love without giving. Let me say it again. You can give without loving, but you cannot love without giving. It is impossible. We give because He loved us, not out of obligation. Number two, sacrificial giving leads me to trust God with everything. We do not walk by sight, we walk by faith. God promises to meet our needs according to His glorious riches in heaven. If He provides food for the birds of the air, how much more will He provide for us? When we give sacrificially of our finances, time, resources, talents, and our gift, we are saying to God, God, I trust you, is what we're saying. That's what we're saying. That's exactly what we're saying. Now, the opposite of that is when we don't give, 
of our talent, our time, our resources, our finances, this is what we're saying. We're sending a very clear message to God. God, I don't trust you. That's what we're saying. Even if it's not what we intend, it's what we're saying. Isn't that true? Number three, sacrificial giving recognizes I give because he first gave to me. The greatest giving verse in the Bible is John the third chapter in the 16th verse. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. God gave the very best of all that he had. He withheld nothing from you and I. It is the greatest picture drawn of sacrificial giving in the Bible. It's God offering up His Son on the cross for you and I. That is the truth of the matter. That is the truth of God's Word. Now I want you to listen to me carefully as I close. I want everyone to look at me right here. All right? And I want you to listen to what I'm going to say. If you leave this morning saying to yourself, well, that preacher wanted me to give more money at the church, you've missed the point of the message. It has completely gone over your head. You have missed it this morning. That is not what I'm saying. This is the key to understanding this message. Right here, listen carefully. The key to giving sacrificially is giving yourself completely to the Lord. Paul said we have been bought and paid for with the price and our lives are not our own. When you give yourself completely to the Lord, you will realize all that I have and all that I am belongs to Him. And I will simply give unto Him whatever it is He calls for me to give to Him. Sacrificial giving is a matter of the heart. And when God has all of our heart, He'll have everything in our life. Do you see what I'm saying? Sacrificial giving starts with our hearts, people. Not writing a check and placing it in the offering plate. Not giving Him the leftovers of our lives. But giving Him the very best of all that we have. That's what it means to give sacrificially. We give out of our need and not our abundance. You see, the real question is this. Does God have all of you? You hear me carefully. Until God has all of you, nothing else will ever be right in your life. You can fool yourself, you can put on blinders, but I will tell you right now, until Jesus has all of you, nothing will ever be right in your life. It is only as we offer ourselves as a living sacrifice on the altar of God that we can be all that Jesus desires for us to be. 
Now listen to me carefully, though, as I finish. There's only one problem with the living sacrifice. You know what it is? It's alive. And it can climb down off the altar at any time it wants to. And so often, that is what happens in our lives. Does he truly have all of you? If he has all of you, folks, there will never be any struggle in rightly relating things to God when he truly has you. Does he have you this morning? All of you. Let's pray. Father God, we thank you for your love and the way you've spoken into our hearts and into our lives this morning. Father, this passage of Scripture is so challenging for us. Father, sacrificial giving, and really sacrificial giving is a matter of the heart. It starts with me being willing to lay everything down before you, mainly my life, Lord. So, Father, I pray during this time of invitation that you would stir in our hearts and in our lives the decision that we need to make, that we would respond to you in the right way. Lord, you're so good to us. You're worthy of our worship. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.